With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And seest thou this? And he held in Kosikas before his eyes. Ay, fellow, I see the toy. What of it? Thou Maasai dog, thou boasting windbag, thou capturer of little girls, with this toy will I hew thee limb from limb. Well for thee that thou art a herald, or even now I would strew thy members about the grass. The Maasai shook his great spear and laughed loud and long as he answered, I would that thou stoodest against me man to man, and we would see. And again he turned to go, still laughing. Thou shalt stand against me man to man, be not afraid, replied Umslopogaas, still in the same ominous voice. Thou shalt stand face to face with Umslopogaas of the blood of Chaka, of the people of the Amazulu, a captain in the regiment of the Nkumabakosi, as many have done before, and bow thyself to Nkosikas, as many have done before. Ay, laugh on, laugh on. Tomorrow night shall the jackals laugh as they crunch thy ribs. When the Lagonani had gone, one of us thought of opening the basket he had brought as a proof that Flossie was really their prisoner. On lifting the lid, it was found to contain a most lovely specimen of both bulb and flower of the Goya lily, which I have already described, in full bloom and quite uninjured, and what was more, a note in Flossie's childish hand, written in pencil upon a greasy piece of paper, it had been used to wrap up some food in. Dearest father and mother, ran the note. The Maasai caught us when we were coming home with the lily. I tried to escape, but could not. They killed Tom. The other man ran away. They have not hurt nurse and me, but they say they mean to exchange us against one of Mr. Quatermain's party. I will have nothing of the sort. Do not let anybody give his life for me. Try and attack them at night. They are going to feast on three bullocks they have stolen and killed. I have my pistol, and if no help comes by dawn, I will shoot myself. They shall not kill me. If so, remember me always, dearest father and mother. 
I am very frightened, but I trust in God. I dare not write any more, as they are beginning to notice. Goodbye, Flossie. Scrawled across the outside of this was, Love to Mr. Quatermain. They are going to take the basket, so he will get the lily. When I read those words, written by that brave little girl in an hour of danger sufficiently near and horrible to have turned the brain of a strong man, I own I wept, and once more in my heart I vowed that she should not die while my life could be given to save her. Then, eagerly, quickly, almost fiercely, we fell to discussing the situation. Again I said that I would like to go, and Mr. Mackenzie negatived it, and Curtis and Good, like the true man that they are, vowed that if I did, they would go with me, and die back to back with me. It is, I said at last, absolutely necessary that an effort of some sort should be made before the morning. Then let us attack them with what force we can muster and take our chance, said Sir Henry. Aye, aye, growled Umslopogaas in Zulu, spoken like a man in Kubu. What is there to be afraid of? Two hundred and fifty Maasai, forsooth. How many are we? The chief there, Mr. Mackenzie, has twenty men, and thou, Macumazan, hast five men, and there are also five white men, that is, thirty men in all. Enough, enough. Listen now, Macumazan, thou who art very clever and old in war. What says the maid? These men eat and make merry. Let it be their funeral feast. What said the dog whom I hoped to hew down at daybreak? That he feared no attack, because we were so few. Knowest thou the old corral where the men have camped? I saw it this morning. It is thus. And he drew an oval on the floor. Here is the big entrance, filled up with thorn bushes, and opening on to a steep rise. Why, Inkaboo, thou and I, with axes, will hold it against a hundred men striving to break out. Look now, thus shall the battle go. Just as the light begins to glint upon the oxen's horns, not before, or it will be too dark, and not later, or they will be awakening and perceive us. Let Bugwan creep round with ten men to the top end of the corral, where the narrow entrance is. Let them silently slay the sentry there so that he makes no sound, and stand ready. Then, Inkubu, let thee and me and one of the Askari, the one with the broad chest, he is a brave man, creep to the wide entrance that is filled with thorn bushes, and there also slay the sentry, and armed with battle-axes take our stand, also one on each side of the pathway, and one a few paces beyond, to deal with such as pass the twain at the gate. It is there that the rush will come. That will leave sixteen men. Let these men be divided into two parties, with one of which shalt thou go, Macumazan, and with one the praying man, 
Mr. Mackenzie, and, all armed with rifles, let them make their way, one to the right side of the corral, and one to the left. And when thou, Macumazahn, lowest like an ox, all shall open fire with the guns upon the sleeping men, being very careful not to hit the little maid. Then shall Bougwan at the far end, and his ten men, raise the war-cry, and springing over the wall, put them aside there to the sword. And it shall happen that, being yet heavy with food, and sleep, and bewildered by the firing of the guns, the falling of men, and the spears of Bougwan, the soldiers shall rise, and rush like wild game, towards the thorn-stopped entrance. And there the bullets from either side shall plough through them. And there shall Inkibu and the Askari and I wait for those who break across. Such is my plan, Macumazahn. If thou hast a better, name it. When he had done, I explained to the others such portions of his scheme as they had failed to understand, and they all joined with me in expressing the greatest admiration of the acute and skillful program devised by the old Zulu, who was indeed in his own savage fashion the finest general I ever knew. After some discussion, we determined to accept the scheme as it stood, it being the only one possible under the circumstances, and giving the best chance of success that such a forlorn hope would admit of, which, however, considering the enormous odds and the character of our foe, was not very great. Ah, old lion, I said to Umslopogaas, thou knowest how to lie in wait as well as how to bite, where to seize as well as where to hang on. Aye, I, I, Macumazan, he answered, for thirty years have I been a warrior and have seen many things. It will be a good fight. I smell blood. I tell thee, I smell blood. End of chapter 5